I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ring, ring, ring. How's it going, buddy? Wasn't sure how that was going to go, Hawks. I think it went pretty well, honestly. All right. That, the first second, just to let everyone know, behind the scenes... We have not talked at all. <laughs> no, I mean, not since... Uh... No, I mean, like, in the conversation. You know, sometimes when you do a podcast, you ring oh. up and you go, hey, yep. what's yep. going on? What have you been doing? Like, let's uh, let's talk about stuff. But we are... Sh- like, that ring, ring, guys. That was the original. It's legit. Mm-hmm. These fake-ass podcasters, they're perpetrating. Not us. Sorry, I listen to a lot of uh, unasked for hip hop on the bus the other day. So oh, I've got okay. all this uh, street lingo. You got to check this thread on my Facebook page, Horse. Oh, I, I got did. The local... I did. It was awesome. I got, I got the local bus for the first time in, it has to be a quarter of a century. Oh, my goodness. Because, you know, once you get your license, it's like, you know, you kiss. The shame train goodbye, and um, woo, it was it was real. It had everything. I I, I just needed a fight. There was no physical like there was no like that's so I, I can't ride the bus again because it was so good. It was such a great experience. Ah, okay. And by great, I mean anyone else is terrible. But I was sitting there like a, a pig in his trough, enjoying all the. Uh, the low-level culture. I got to say, buddy, that along with your uh, your Kmart thread, real good. <laughs> real good. Real, real, real. Got a real big laugh out of me on my lunch break today when I was reading that article about Kmart. So, for for those that don't follow me on Facebook, and congratulations, um, I complained about the reconfigured Kmart's. On my Facebook, <laughs> and, and and like a major news website picked up on it and did an article about that Kmart's being called out. <laughs> it's uh, it's just bizarre. But we are here to uh, get a whore's calls in. Mm-hmm. I um, I think I've been in Australia working on my shop and whores. Someone came into the shop the other day. I'm just trying to establish everyone um, why it's been a, a little bit between pods. And they said to me, I bet you're enjoying your holidays, Steel. And James, the manager of my stores up the other end of the shop, and he heard this and he just went, he just laughed and went, oh boy. <laughs> That's funny. As he knew the tirade was about to come. It's just like, bro, I just did four days in a row, 15 hours of work every day. This is no holiday. Yeah. 
<laughs> but that said, that said, I do like with all my heart love my inverted commas job. So I, um, I again, I'm I'm in the trough, but you still can't call it a holiday. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. Like, or, or for our American listeners, vacation. Which I. Today is my first day back at work after my vacation. And happy birthday. Thanks, buddy. A, 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 a podcasted happy birthday, 40 years. Mm-hmm. And um, i got to say, Hawes, you're not ready for this, but it's coming. Hawes Burkhart, 40 years. You've, you've had a less than stellar year, 12 months. <laughs> yes. But you're still hoarse. Yeah, you're man. You're still like, like you're still a joy to be around. A, a lesser, a lesser person would would let it eat you up. And don't you talk? But you are, you are a role model. You are someone that I would like my son to learn from. Just about like just staying true to yourself. And not, like, just, like, keeping at it. And uh, I know you're you quite often very down on yourself on the podcast. But you are, uh, you're exemplary. Thanks. I'm, I'm using words I'm, I'm struggling to pronounce. So this is how much I mean it. Well, buddy, I appreciate that, man. I, uh, it is really hard. <laughs> Not to be bitter and shitty about it, but I I do my best, and I appreciate you. I got to be honest with you, buddy. More than anything, I appreciate you uh, recognizing that or acknowledging that. That that means the world to me, buddy. Well, in the rap lyrics, they did say you better recognize. So, oh, well, um, so you're just this is just more fallout from your bus ride. Love it. Yeah, and I imagine there was a lot of like Zs or Zs in that recognize. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. here I am. But um, yeah, you um, you're the man, Hort. So uh, never never forget, never forget. I'll do my best, buddy. You want to argue but, uh, about the we- Mandalorian? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, dude, I've got to be like you watching this season. I swear to God, it's uh. It's a mix of emotions. It's so, a mix of emotions. I so you know this is the thing. The first two seasons of Mandalorian, I felt like I had to try really hard to find stuff I didn't like. You know, this is this is one of those instances where Star Wars is doing something that feels sort of tailor-made for me and my Star Wars interests, right? Now, Mm -hmm. this third season, I'm finding it easier for, you know, things that jump out to me. Um, I just, I can't shake the feeling that something is missing. And I can't really put my finger on it other than to say, like, I think it's, maybe a general sense of aimlessness for this season so far. Yeah, it's like that's... I feel like that happens every season a little bit. 
Um, yeah, but you know, and and I do like. Um, I think we, I was talking to our buddy Rick Villanueva, and he was like, "Well, you know, I remember people feeling that way about the first season, and then things would come back, and you'd be like, oh, it wasn't filler.' And I wouldn't, you know, I'm not the kind of guy to say something's filler, but I didn't have the same feeling those two seasons that I do this season in regards to that. Like, I never felt that way or worried about it being sort of aimless the first two seasons. Yeah, well, my, um, I don't know, displeasure. It has multiple levels. Like, there's multiple things I wish they'd change about the way they put together the show. And the aimlessness, like, I, I do think in the end it will all combo and you go, oh, okay. And that's yeah. a total thing. And we will talk about that. I have got thoughts on that. But my, my core thing is just the logic jumps and, like, even, like, if you're going to do the story like this, at least make it, like, you've got to tighten it up. Yeah. Like, it's... and not to do with the story, but... Like, like, I don't want, like, I'm trying not to get into the minutiae yet this early up, but just like the Mandalorians, oh, we just lost another child standing in this exact same spot again. Right. The bird always gets away. Um, we got the big uh, crocodile or whatever, but yeah, it's just stuff like that where it's like, and the dinner, having dinner. When you're going to save your son? Yeah. But again, I don't want to go that hard into it yet because I sort of want to go through, we've got three episodes we haven't talked about, Mm -hmm. but it's just like, that's my top thing is just like, well, if you're going to do it like this, just seal up the gaps a little bit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it honestly and, and feels what, like it wouldn't be that hard to make some slight changes and sort of smooth out some of the rough areas that make me bristle, even, as a huge fan of this show. Yeah. Um, and then, like, I, I definitely think it's um, Favreau's sort of season writing pattern where it's all these separated things that you know they, they're all clues for what's going to happen in the finale and you know that's his writing style but I don't know I sort of it's lost its charm like it's back to um everything that's secret is good Lucasfilm like marketing or like, they, they put too much weight in... Secret. It's secret. Mm-hmm. It's secret. Like, I'm... Like, I'm pretty sure I know what happens in the last episode because I'm so used to their writing pattern of everything that's said... That's Comes n- back. Like, pretty much, pretty much everything that's said that isn't talking about the past... And boy, do they do a lot of that. <laughs> is talking about the future. Um, I, I, I'm here. I'm at my mum's house, my mum and dad's house in Rosebud, and they've got their internet is very limited. Like mum sort of just mainly uses her phone 
connection for internet if she ever needs to use her desktop. So I'm um, just running off phone internet. So I'm pretty down low. But before, when I was near good internet in my shop, I did download the three episodes that we hadn't talked about. And last night I started watching the first episode, which is episode two. And I did end up turning it off because I just couldn't be bothered. Oh, see, now I <laughs> really I like was, to. No, I was, because I'm so like down on it. And oh, for those that don't know, the, the Pershing episode, I absolutely loved. I, um, except, except for the logic gaps. Like there's, there's a few major logic gaps in um, that one that's sort of like, well, I loved all the stuff on Coruscant, but like you're, you're doing things in um, a past, future, past space history that I, I sort of was like, yeah, I know you're in this wondrous world, but that doesn't make logical sense in anyone's galaxy. And uh, we'll discuss that. But the Pelly, who I love, Every time she spoke, it was just making me, in retrospect, after the four episodes, cringe with just like, oh, like, and then R5-D4, he, he blows his flap, just like in the, the first movie. <laughs> and, and then every time when R5-D4 was like, you know, he's on um, Mandalore, I'm just like, why is it R5-D4? Like, what, what purpose... Like, what difference does it make that it's R5-D4 to the story at all? And you go, well, it doesn't make, but it's a, to, to reference or whatever. But it's it's too, it's one of those references that just takes me out of it. That it's, like, and it does <laughs> make the, um, it does make the script seem like it's written by AI. Because it just seems to use established things, mashes it around, and here we go. Like, it, it's all based on someone else's previous work. How do you feel about that analogy? I think that's a solid analogy. I think that is one of those things that, you know, depending on your particular taste, your mileage may vary on that. I think that episode may have gone, even for me who likes... Who's, who is typically that uh, Leonardo DiCaprio meme of him like drinking the beer and pointing at the TV. That's kind of me watching these episodes. Like I, I do enjoy a, a certain level of that. I do see what you're saying. I think that one kind of pushed the line even for me. But I'll tell you this. Never has a character turned from somebody I adore to somebody I don't like faster than Pelly in that episode. I thought you were going to say R5-D4. No, no. When Pelly said to Din Djarin, what are you here for? Are the huts back? You're going to take on Boba F- Take on oh. Boba Fett! I see, we hate those lines for totally different reasons. Yeah. Um, and obviously, I'm just joking a little bit. It's It's kind of my bit now, but... I, I like listen buddy when the episode started and he was going to Tatooine I was like okay cool like we're gonna see Boba we're gonna see him cool hmm hmm nope not even he's once. busy because it's Bunter Eve yeah Star Wars reference yeah 
And like, even that was just like, it, it's just, it was too much in the one section, like R5D4, Bunta Eve. It's, 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 um, and then she goes, um, something about the Rodian and the Jawa. It, it's, it's, it's sort of just like, you're trying to impress this disgruntled, they don't understand the law YouTuber, but way too hard. I hope that's not what it is. Oh man, I hope that's not what it is. Yeah, I reckon it is because not Filoni, um, Favreau's sort of always like, oh, you know, we make this for all the fans to enjoy. and But they seem like that seems like they think doing references is what makes it for all the fans to enjoy. And like, I do know that some people do that. Like they enjoy that sort of um, like a, like a sugar rush compared to a, um, Andor's like roast meal. Um, do you know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. like, it's cheap. That's, that's the word I was, it's, it's, a, they're just cheap thrills. Okay. Okay. I get that. But um, I, the, 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 the guys that ride and the girls that ride, um, Marvel Star Wars comics must be just looking at it going, whoof, that's a lot of references. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, so, like, but it has gone. It has gone to a real Marvel Comics level of here's this amazing character and thing, and somehow it's sort of like then we reset it and and keep going, you know. And that and that's my initial thing. You know, we talked about last time with the like if if Moff Gideon is like. Would, would you say Moff Gideon's already escaped, given like, so, given the, the the Favreau hint guide to what's um, going to happen in? I kind of feel like it, like because they've said like for exactly what you said, right? In the first episode, you know, when he's talking to grief, he, you know, they bring that all up, and he's like, "I heard he went to an imper- or a a military tribunal," and then in the third episode, the tribunal gets. Uh, brought up again and somebody says i heard he escaped on the way now my gut tells me that he that's probably what happened but i think it is a disservice that we don't get a kick-ass moff gideon escaping scene if that is the case show don't tell i don't want to be i'm i'm getting told Mm-hmm. everything like all the um you know and there's a loophole because of the book of boba fett but everyone's that was in that finale scene of the mandalorian season two again i'm using the loophole of the book of boba fett but no one's story post that has been fault like their predicament like, they, they get to this, like, I can't believe what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't even, what happens next? Well, we fast forward two years and um, we'll, we'll just give you a quick quick line about what happened next. So, so Bo-Katan had that cruiser. Yep. You know, a major change for her. 
gone, got got taken away. Um, Moff Gideon presumably was captured. He's escaped. Uh, Grogu was with Luke. Well, that's obviously reversed. Din had his helmet off. You know, he took it off like on purpose for no other reason than to connect with his son. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't for like, you know, when he was with um, Bill Burr, it was to like not die sort of thing. That, that's no, why was, he had to take No, it. it was to find Grogu. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes. Yep. But, um, yeah, yeah, it was part of that whole mission. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and then just ironically, it just adds to it, Cara Dune, like, well, <laughs> totally, like, it, like, totally poochied, but it adds to the, you know, and I don't want her, like, followed up on or anything. I just don't, I just think after, it's not worth the PR or just, knocking the hornet's nest you don't like people go oh you can follow you could continue her story in comics or novels no just no 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 just like i don't you like can, you can like you can just do a um a panaka to captain typho am i saying the right names there yeah yeah um no it's other, you know what i mean like captain typho to panaka panaka was in the first one and then was replaced right yeah 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 so um Oh my god, I can't remember Panaka's name. Hugh Corshi. Um he wasn't happy with like the the cash and not getting a script and stuff, and he sort of thought he, he should get a bit of a bump to come back. So he held out. And so they just replaced him with his in storyline cousin, maybe, or, or nephew something. or something. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, and it just continued because it's just like a secondary character. It's not that, like, pertinent. And when the character's real-world history is so loaded, it's just like, let it go. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think they will. I, I think um, we'll never hear, hear her mentioned again. Now, like, you know, uh, when before, you know, we found... Before she showed herself to be the kind of person sh- that she turned out to be, you know, I thought the... The character set up for Cara Dune was fairly fascinating. You know, an Alderaan survivor who becomes sort of a mercenary. But I didn't find it fascinating enough to necessitate comics or books, right? Like, I, I just, I think those those words and that mental energy can be uh, used on something way more interesting in Star Wars. Yeah, I, like, I thought it was pretty intriguing, the whole... You know, she was from uh, Alderaan and stuff, and you know, I, 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 you know, I think at the time definitely would be commenting that she wasn't much of an actor, like, but it sort of just fit in with the, the, the sort of comic book campiness of the whole thing, right? Because um, even Grief Cargo, like, he's he's. Like, I don't know. Like, I love Carl Weathers, but his delivery is... I just think of that dude that's, like, always making soup. <laughs> okay. You know, from Arrested Development. Yeah, like, yeah. His, del- his delivery in sort of parroting himself isn't that different than his acting delivery. But it's sort of... It's, it's what makes his character have that extra charm sort of thing. 
is um, that at any moment he could, um, you know, get a get a rancor bone and 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 you got a soup going. Yep. Yep. Oh man, I would laugh so hard if they did that as a reference. <laughs> Settle down. No more references. Pause. Right. No more references. All right. Let's have um, a reference-free episode. A... Yeah, let's let's have something um, that in twenty years. Let's make something that can be referenced in twenty years. See, I, now Not... I like that. I think that is a valid point, right? Like. If we're constantly relying on reference after reference and not establishing the new stuff, then it gets stale, right? And well, like, well, I don't know, man. I and and like I said, I'm I'm definitely a little more lax on my feelings about the references, but I don't. Uh, it's it's I've noticed it this season. Like I've noticed well, the uptick in it, even. I know this will warm your heart, but I'm going to hit you with a uh, a sweet patented wrestling analogy. Are you there, horse? I'm here. I'm ready. I, I thought you may maybe you fainted with excitement, <gasps> but um, yeah. So wrestling, you know, it, it had its peak at the you know, in the Attitude Era, which is like Stone Cold and, and Triple H and The Rock. Um, you know, DX, The Undertaker, and and that was the boom years. And then before that, the boom years in wrestling was like Hulk Hogan in the eighties and and the Macho Man and stuff. And then as wrestling, the the Monday Night Wars ended, and wrestling's um, popularity like declined considerably because it, it's it's sort of like a peaks. It has its you know it's a, it's a like a cyclical business how it enters the mainstream pop culture, you know, maybe like every like 10, 15 years. But um, what they would do is when they'd go to WrestleMania in like the, like the 2000s and stuff, they would bring back these old acts for big money to be like the headliners. And it would be all about, hey, we've got all this stuff from the past here. Mm-hmm. And they were building that up as the attraction rather than building up their current stars that were going to be working for them for the next 10 years as like the new rock or the new stone cold. Mm -hmm. So after like at your, you're at a point now, now they've sort of like got over that hump because they, they do have like a new sort of batch of, you know, biggish stars, but there was a time between when they were bringing back these old acts to come back and then eventually they get to an age where they can't even come back for that one match a year. And so you're sort of left with nothing because you haven't built up your new stars to be valuable. And I sort of, like, I, I, I feel like that's sort of like in the writing with the Mandalorian. It's just so the past, the past. Like you've got, like on this first episode, you've got the droid from... Star Wars that blew up, a different colored Boba Fett, and you know Yoda's little brother. Like it's all remixed, and they're on a mission. Mm-hmm. It's, it's and, and, oh, and, and in it, Anakin Skywalker's N one fighter. Yeah, which I do love the N one fighter, um, as impractical as it is. Now but, I gotta um, say, buddy, 
It's like it's like one of those things, but all of those things at once. Mm-hmm. Um, now, just as a quick aside, you know, I often sort of bemoan the fact that they don't do Star Wars vehicles anymore. Oh, mm-hmm. you wait until that that announced uh, Din's N one Starfighter goes up for pre order. I got to get that. I gotta get that. Yeah, I won't get it, but I am keen to look at it. Yeah, well, you come hang like out I'll, with me and look at it, buddy. You know, that's one if I see on the shelf in Target, I'm I'm going to pick up and look on the back of the box mm-hmm. and read all the features. Um, uh, so, you know, I I do have this glimmer of hope for sort of the overall story of this show kind of related to what you're saying. And if if this is what they're doing and they pull it off, I think it will be pretty satisfying. Right. But like, I almost wonder if something about it being so reliant on the past kind of ties in with, Din and his covert, right, being so hardcore, stringently following the past and this creed and like sort of the lesson that they need to learn is if they're going to continue, um, if they want, you know, Mandalorians as a whole to um, continue, then they need to break away from that past. Now, that is probably way headier than... Um, Dave Filoni and John Favreau ever thought about sitting around a typewriter sharing a joint? Because I tell you, buddy, every interview those dudes do together, they're stoned. Takes one to know one. And uh, But if if that was kind of sort of the overall tone they were going for and they were able to pull that off, I would think that was pretty pretty slick. Um so are, are you know. theorizing that are you theorizing that R5D4 will be a major plot point? <laughs> no. No. No, I'm saying just sort of the overall idea that the Mandalorians need to grow and change and move on from the past uh being yeah, I don't know. I, I I hope so, but I, even like in the movies well with, with like the rise of Skywalker no one seems to ever learn any lessons because they're so the writers are so enamored with how cool the characters are um that and and I'm leaving you know Ryan Johnson obviously is the um exception to the rule but like in the right like you know Luke had this big, you know, Darth Vader was kept secret from him and all this and, and secret layer. And they seem to be doing the exact same thing to Ray with like, and I know it's like, cause they added in this plot point, but you know, Luke suddenly knows that he's, that her granddad is Palpatine. And like, when did he find that out? And why, you know, and same with Leia, why didn't, like you, you've made the same mistake that the adults before you made, and there's no, and even with the, the like the Jedi, um, like how Luke made 
him choose between his dad and being a Jedi. Right. It's like, it's like, didn't you learn anything about the story of your dad? Like Anakin Skywalker? Like, yeah. Now I'll be honest like, with you. Like, is that... It, isn't that the, isn't, like, isn't that the progression forward where you advance and you're like, I survived all this, saved the galaxy. Hey, let's redo the Jedi. Let's try to bring them back. But how about we let them have attachments? Because that seemed like attachments saved the galaxy. No, uh, that is, to me, one of the weirdest decisions is uh, the fact that, like, so, you know... It, I, I am not 100% caught up on what all Luke was up to post Return of the Jedi through books and comics and stuff. But you would have to imagine that at some point, you know, he realizes, oh, you know, my dad's attachment to my mom and, you know, the the Jedi pushing back on that played a part in his downfall. And look what his downfall did to the galaxy. Maybe it's time to rethink that. The fact that Luke immediately sort of went back into the prequel Jedi approach to being a Jedi is one of the weirdest decisions in Star yeah, Wars to me. Because a lightsaber didn't save the galaxy. The Force didn't save the galaxy. Love saved the galaxy. Right. No, exactly. You got to type quite up. Sorry, buddy. I got a real loud Boba Fett keyboard. It's real slick, though. <laughs> Shoo, that's cool. I didn't care about the reference. Why did you say you're as bad as those guys? You could have just said loud keyboard. Well, because I know you like a good use of the license. <laughs> you know? My man likes a good use um, of the license. How about, um, is it possible for you to sort of uh, bring up some sort of summary of these episodes that we can run through it? Or you, you yeah. sort of got it in your head? Oh, yeah, buddy. You um, know me. I got it. Um, the, uh, yeah, so that whole Bunter Eve thing. That, like, again, that's just like, like separate from everything else. It's like, oh, cool little reference. But when everything's a reference, I'm like... Oh man, Bunt, like, is there any point to this other than the fireworks? Like that, that sort of visual, mm -hmm. but it, it set me on a path. I did think, and this is again, is work out your plausible story that works before you add your references in. Right. Like that kind of seems like. You work out, you, you get the plot and everything super solid, then you pepper in the references as that extra little spice, right? Sometimes they reference themselves into disbelief from where <laughs> I'm watching. For instance, right? Mandalore. The people that live there don't go, like, used to live there. They're tied to it. They're, they're you know, they're in these weird societies all honoring Mandalore it's so ruined the planet or poisoned or cursed or whatever that people just don't go there you just don't even know if you could survive on the planet when you landed or if you could land it, like that that's my understanding is, is that am I right so far yeah that seems right on all right so someone goes there 
to this forbidden, death-ridden planet, gets an ancient artifact, goes to Tatooine, and trades it to some for something to some Jawas. Now, it's a reference, but why would Jawas want this? And want it in such... Like, this guy or girl or creature has gone to a lot of trouble, obviously, to get this artifact. The Jawas, what value would they put on it? Like... How much did this guy need a droid part that it was worth a trip to the forbidden death planet? Right. Do you think I'm nuts? No, or I was like, no. oh, that's no, I that's that's an important piece of information, man. That like I, I agree. Like as a sort of throwaway plot device, right? I, I don't even know that you needed it, right? Like, why not just well, have Din go? Well, I want to see for myself, right? Well, like. We'll just say he got it on the planet that Andor shot it on the guy in the back or something. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, if you need to have a reference, but like you say Jawa and it's like, oh, Jawa. Yeah. Yes. But it's like, huh? Why would, you know, like if you've got something, like just say you've got a really valuable Star Wars toy, right? Mm-hmm. You, you can't go into an everyday pawn shop to get a good value on it. Because they're not going to appreciate it. It's like, right. oh, but this is, da 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 da. It's like, I don't care. I just like it, it. It's sort of, yeah. It just doesn't make sense given the gravity of how hard it's meant to be to get to Mandalore. Like, do you know what I mean? Like oh, a yeah. piece of the moon. It's it's pretty expensive. Like for us, do you know what I mean? If you've got mm-hmm. a piece of moon, like you're not just going to swap it with like, go down to the local junkyard and go, hey. Got I've a got moon a piece rock. of moon. Yeah. Um, can I trade it for those hubcaps, please? It's, yeah. And it's such a little thing, I know. And it's not like the whole show doesn't fall apart on it, but it's like a, it's indicative of um, like sometimes where it's just like, hey, you're over-referencing. Like, because the reference doesn't even fit. And even with, um, I think it's in that same episode where, um, Bo-Katan and Din are both flying away from possibly Moff Gideon's TIE Interceptors. It's TIE Interceptors, guys. I now steal, guys, steal. No, buddy, buddy, you're going to have to give me this one. I'm sorry. I'm putting my weird foot down. That was sick. I'm sorry. I love the TIE no, Interceptors. No, 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 no. The scene was sick, but it's just the way that in the script it's like, it's tie interceptors. Like, like it's, like it's, I don't know. It just, it seems like they spell out, like it seems like the script would have like a lot of like registered trademark logos. <laughs> <in it. laughs> That's pretty good. Or as I said on Twitter, it just seems scripted via Comtech chip. It's like we've got all these contact chip lines. <laughs> Let's try to fit. So in that bit, right, um, there's like, you know, like 30 ships show up on the thing. And and Din just goes, because you can only speak in, in previously said Star Wars lines. 
we've got company. And then two <laughs> seconds later, there's too many of them. And it's like, I don't know, we've got company. Come on. Like, that is like, like bad Star Wars rebel scripting. Like, it's so on the nose. And then there's too many of them. It's, yeah, like that scene is sick, but just the contact chip scripting <laughs> is, like, I don't know. Other people might be going, oh, it's all, it's all, it's all lines from the movies I watched once. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm, the the line repeating, I understand getting an eye roll out of that because... But it multiple, like, like when the character only speaks in the lines. Right, right. And don't, like, we, you know, fast forwarding, but it's a trap. Oh, bro. Uh-oh. No, sir. I almost, and, I thought I had a stroke. Like, I was like, and, they did, the, they did not. And it is this surreal Twilight Zone moment where he's been tricked into getting a brain thing and it's all horrific and you're like you know no no like it's all wrong it's like this horrible um situation he's in it's a nightmare and you're captivated by it which i was and then it's like here's a funny star wars quote here's a meme meme everyone and then it goes to the like the mon cal sort of Tilts his head, weirdly. You know, it would have been like if, um, you know, in that final showdown between Obi-Wan and Anakin and Arvader and Obi-Wan, like when his helmet's all busted and he's given this emotionally wrought speech about how, like, um, you didn't fail me, Obi-Wan, or I'm not your failure. If Obi-Wan just stopped and went, hello there. Or when he saw Anakin's face, if he went, hello there. The um, I'm I am biased. <laughs> the 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 saving the hello there for Luke Skywalker. No, I think that's a good use of it. I agree with you. I oh, think that's man. a good use of it. I yeah, you know, I'm obviously emotionally attached to that series. Like I can't even. No, you buddy, I totally get it. I I would not. I wouldn't, and I can't see how anybody else would fault you for that. Like that's a big deal. And um. Yeah, when he said that, and because they saved it, and I, I, I sort of thought they showed in Obi Wan a lot of restraint mm-hmm. against going that, but that sort of like, like, and because I love little Luke, but when he said that, just Naboo water <laughs> waterfall Star mm-hmm. Wars reference on my face, I was just like, <laughs> Bruh. um, but I um. Like all this, I, I tell you what I do love and I find really intriguing is that um, it's sort of like I like the way Bo Katan is now, as Din seeming, it seemed like it, he was like, hey man, I think this is all a bit of a hoax. Like mm-hmm. it seemed like that's where his character was going, but. I don't know, some stuff in the next, like, 
that now I'm sort of just like, oh, no, no, he's, he's still as uh, deluded as ever. But um, I, I have liked the way that Bo-Katan is sort of through what she's seen and, like, she's now seems like more of a believer than Din. Yeah. And I, I, I find that story and how she saw the mythosaur and I'm, 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 I, I, yeah, I think she's the most, do you know why I think maybe she's the most intriguing character to me? She was once deluded, I feel like, but it seems like this season, um, barring Grogu who can't talk and Buddy never talk. Oh, he's because going once to. you talk, no, dude. Once you talk, they're going to put that Milo tin on your head for your rest of your life. Just <laughs> say nothing. <laughs> just, just because if you never talk, then you never have to wear the helmet. Like that's all. I'm always just like, why would you want your son? Mm-hmm. Like, just the, the the ears alone. It's going to be like ridiculous looking or very uncomfortable i'm not sure how what, what do you reckon on a yoda um you reckon ears can tuck in do, like could they tuck into a helmet or do they have oh. to have because i've got my um 90s elusive originals uh yoda latex reproduction in front of me here right. in my old bungalow and um this is no indication but his ears were very stiff yeah. Now they're all cracked and they're falling apart and there's foam coming out. And, man, if you thought he looked bad when he was 900, you should see what he looks like when he's 920. It's um, it's 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 not good times for old Yoda. Okay, hold but, on. Um, Check this out, Steele. This is official Mandalorian concept art. Okay? I didn't realize this. Uh, so I was just doing a quick image search. Baby Yoda wearing a helmet. And this is official. Can you see this that I'm sharing? Oh, is it on um, on the screen? Skype or something? Yeah. Um, no. Oh, okay. I don't know how. It's just because uh, I, ha- I don't have screen. Text oh. it to me. Okay. Yeah, I'll text it to you. It's uh, <clears throat> So, uh, long story short, the ears are tucking in. Ah, oh, okay. Fair enough. Okay. Well, that's... Um, better i guess because it just seems like it's going to be really uncomfortable but yeah i just don't talk but anyway to my point bo-katan excluding um grogu who can't talk everyone else every other character in the show is either deluded or evil yeah no she seems the most reasonable out of the main characters this season and buddy oh my god that's official that's that's someone at lucasfilm did that yeah okay i i yeah i'd feel like they'd really um do a lot more <laughs> a lot more passes on that because it's pretty much just boba fett's helmet jammed half on top of him yeah i don't know if that is from maybe that was some of the concept art for book of boba fett or what but um it's definitely not up to par with a lot of the end credit concept art, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm sort of like, I'm enjoying Bo-Katan because like, she's the only one sort of acting 
reasonably given her circumstances. I mean, I, I, what do you... It, it, like, I was... My vibe on her was she was just sort of, like, playing the long game on how to get the Darksaber and rule Mandalore. But then when she started... And, and, and like, how she didn't tell Din about the um, Mythosaur. Like, at first I thought it was because, like, it was powerful information, so she was keeping it to herself. But after she spoke to the Armourer, is it... Did she just not... Did she say it like that to Din because she was just like... Hey man, I'm tripping. I think so. Did you see anything down there? Yeah, like, I think so. But do, do, do you agree with my, like, like how it first came across to then with the extra episodes? Like, did you think she was keeping it secret from Din because she's like bad? It wasn't necessarily that she's bad. I've always felt that. You or know, she was in it for herself, sort of thing. Yeah, like I've always felt that. You know, obviously she has a desire to rule Mandalore. That's why she oh, wanted uh, the dark. Side. We all do whores. Yeah, we of course. Do. But I feel like, um, like I think I legitimately do think that sort of the the overall story, maybe not of the season, but of the show as a whole, is that the Mandalorian race or mandalorian culture needs to change like it doesn't need to be beholden to these old ass rules in this creed right so maybe you know i I think they have to find some middle ground between like bokatan's way of thinking and the armorer's way of thinking um yeah i'm like i sort of think that's where like, that's a really enriching place to go. But in my cynical mindset, I'm like, do these dudes, like, do they have it in them to realize that? Or it's just like, Mando's a sick bro. Have I, you well, seen those Mando mercs? They love us. I, like, I think there's a little bit of that for sure. But I also, I, I don't, that's the vibe I'm getting from the story thus far, right? Like, I and I think if if that is, I think they have sort of, hinted at it sort of subtly like you know in the scene where so like you know i kind of get the vibe that part of the reason bo katan is going along with this is because she feels like accepted right her old homies abandoned her after she couldn't get the dark saber this new crew is accepting her but i think she is noticing the problem with the way they go about being a mandalorian and i kind of got that vibe from the scene where she was sitting at the uh, campfire by herself, and she took her helmet off. Um, the you're going to love this. Do you know what Bo-Katan, like you know, joining you know a person that's like by themselves, like that's like they're you know they're real independent, and then they sort of join this you know sort of strangest culture and get accepted, and then becomes like an important part of it. It reminded me of when Locke joined the marijuana growing group in one of the flashbacks. Oh my God, what a reference, Steel. This is why we're good <laughs> friends, buddy. Holy moly, I love you for that. Wow, that was good. 
yeah yeah i could totally see that right like i could see the and and that doesn't go well for Locke. remember he finds out that whole group is not um exactly what they're cracked up to be Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so you know i just i have i have to think that okay so obviously they really spotlighted it in the previously on segment in the very first episode where they replayed the scene of the armorer talking about the prophecy of the there's a prophecy that the mythosaur will rise and reunite mandalore that's what's going to happen right um, 100%. So I, I just, I can't help but think that like either the armorer is going to have to ease up or there's going to be some sort of conflict that emerges between the two different groups. I, I just, I don't know. Uh, do, do, like, do you know what my ultimate hope is? is that they go, like, it's time for, like, Rogu starts talking, and then it's time to, like, whatever, mask up, and that's when Din goes, I don't want this for him. Like, like yeah. that would be amazing for me. Yeah, I think that would be really cool. I could see that being really cool. Um, I, I was talking before about... um about how they don't reference, like it's all references from the past, but um, they they are they are about to make a recent reference. What's that? From good old Book of Boba Fett, we get a angry creature in the middle of the season, and then it helps us save the day in the finale. But oh, this yeah. time we've got three of them. Yep, the birds. That somehow pop out of that ship. I want a shot. I want a concept shot of them all in that little fighter. That man. Uh, well, and I also—I mean, that, 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 that thing's a TARDIS. I think we're gonna see the Mythosar too, like oh, yeah. full on. Um. Yeah, I don't know, but buddy. yeah, I, I, I just think like the whole. Remember, like, in the first seasons, it was like, hey, we're just, it's just like when we we're playing with our toys, like, you know, in the sandpit. And it's sort of like, yeah, after four seasons, that wears pretty thin. Like, like I, I really think the Book of Boba Fett, it, like, that was, that was my tipping point of, um, uh, you know what? That's fair. I don't even want to talk about the book of Boba Fett. Shit. <laughs> and, and listen, somebody, I saw a video, some, uh, and I love when people do this, they'll take um, all the trailers, right? And trim out just the footage we haven't seen in the show yet. And be like, this is everything we, they haven't shown yet. Um, mm-hmm. None of it was Tatooine footage. So they ain't going back to Tatooine, but um, some of the footage is, uh, you remember the scene of all the Mandos dropping out of the ship, like almost sort of dropping out of the bottom of the ship down on the city. Um, yeah, it's all about Greece, Greece town. Yeah. That, that, so if I had to guess, 
grief is going to contact Mando because uh, the pirates come back. Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, they go and save the day. Um, Because there's also that shot of the little Babu Fricks that we haven't seen yet, too. The um, Because in the trailer, there's a shot of one of the pirates getting shot down. And there's Mando's in the background, isn't there? It's not from the shootout from episode two maybe it's 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 that like like that shot in the trailer is not the same standoff with grief cargo and the pirates is it i don't believe so i felt i felt like there was like a scene where there was pirates and mandos on um navarro well yeah so watching that scene of them dropping out of the ship it's clearly navarro like now got that you, yeah. I've got the visual reference more fresh in my head, it's totally Navarro. And that there's like a big battle that goes on because there's that scene of the two little Babu Fricks looking out the window as uh, somebody gets beat up and going like, hey, hey, or whatever. Um, and then there was some, there's a really cool shot of multiple of Bo-Katan style ship that Mandalorian razor fighter or whatever sort of um, involved in some sort of dog fight too. Those were the ones that sort of stuck out to me when I watched that. Um, So they're going back to Um, Navarro for sure. All right. So let's, we were, we're sort of towards, I think the second episode's the minds of Mandalore. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, the second half of that I quite enjoyed, despite I I sort of in my head, I just sort of try to paint R5-D4 with blue accents or something, mm-hmm. um, just so I can, like, like get get through it. Um, the, uh, yeah, and then putting him in there, that's a real cramped ride. <laughs> I hope it's... Um, it's not too far, but everything gets like, and, and like in that episode, the whole thing of like everything that's not a reference is a projection for what's going to happen. Um, like when they're flying to Mandalore, um, Din says to Grogu, that's where Bo-Katan lives. Mm-hmm. And that's Concordia where I used to live. That's a Star Wars reference. So, so the Bo-Katan lives close. That's a projection of what's going to happen. That's Concordia. That's a Star Wars reference because that's where Jodo cast or, you know, in the, there's all these different histories of Boba Fett yeah. and they try to like, they, I, I actually enjoy the way they blend it all in because there was like a fake Boba Fett. There was a whole, these, mm-hmm. these Dark Horse comics back in the day, they were, they were running rough shot they had to do some heavy um, ass lifting to get all that to match up and then george lucas was like well actually he's a clone of a guy named Django." and they were like oh man (laughs) oh man um and then he says as a mandalorian you have to know maps and direction and that projects that grogu's gonna be able to fly the ship somewhere Mm mm-hmm Okay. To Bo-Katan, who just lives close. It's like, that's the scripting. It's all reference or projection. I got to say, though, and and I think this speaks to what, like, one of, one of your 
you know, your biggest complaints about the show so far is that creature in the mines, the weird uh, eyeball slash droid that socketed into the big spider droid thing is mm-hmm. one of the coolest things they've done in Star Wars in a while. It was so creepy. The way it moved was so unreal. The lighting, the execution of all, all that was so cool. And maybe that sticks out so much to me because it was something new, right? Like, that is new. Like, you know, maybe it does it have a little bit of a vibe of a general grievous, maybe, but not really. Yeah, it's sort of, you know, you might be able to do your data bank entry and say it uses the same, you know, whatever technology to what. But that thing, to your point, was like, it was insane. You're watching it and it's like, oh, my God, new stuff, Mm -hmm. new, like, oh, I never thought of this. Like, that's why I I love it when they show you things that you could never think of. Yeah. But it seems like they just think of too much. They're thinking of things that. We have. I could of. think of because it's just a mashup. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, that the last half of that one, I um, I thought was pretty dope. Very, very sort of compelling, and I was so happy that it seemed like that might have been the finale, like that he gets to the waters. But just like, thank God, Bath Quest is over because it's it it bums me out because it's like. Your quest, it's it's stupid. Yeah. Like, who cares if you've been in the... Like, it's all... Like, it's it's just cult talk. Like, you've got to bathe in the waters to be forgiven for taking your helmet off. It's like, what? Oh, and it's like, can I also Be add, smarter. Be smarter, hero of the show. Something that just popped in my head. It's fucking weird that not a single person in that covert has been like, hey, man, nice dark saber. I know what that means. Like, Din is just walking around like a regular-ass Mandalorian, and he's got this Darksaber that's supposed to be this ultimate uh, symbol, right, of the leadership of Mandalore. And nobody, like, nobody's tried to get it. Nobody's mentioned it. He's used it once. Like, it's so weird to me yeah, that it's... D- it's didn't, didn't he almost kill Paz Vizsla for it in Book of Boba Fett? Yeah. Yeah, the Paz Vizsla uh, challenged him for it, remember? And, like, yeah, it's so weird that he's got this thing that's such a big deal and nobody seems to care. Yeah, because they're too busy referencing shit from 30 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> it's, it's just so weird. But it is. They, they do write to convenience. And, and that's one of, like, their styles is... They'll give you, like, the Pershing thing. Like, what was that? Was that the third episode? Uh Uh-huh. And then, like, then we just don't, like, they don't mesh all the storylines together. It's it's written so much like a comic book in, like, even in the fact that, like, Marvel, for a while, every fourth episode would be a flashback to Obi-Wan Kenobi's diary or something, and mm-hmm. it would just be, like, a separate thing. And whereas, say, you know, you watch, like, you know, it's high standard, but succession, and, like, all the storylines are ongoing. Like, it's, like, back to this, then back to this. They don't... They 
they really don't write the story at it like that at all. And I like it. I guess it's a, a choice, but it seems like the most basic way out rather than integrating all the stories through like, like Moff Giddy, like, do you know what I mean? It's like, you've got this amazing villain mm-hmm. and how many more episodes have we got? Four. We've seen episode four. It's eight episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they, they do that last season or the season before where the Moff, like Moff Gideon was only in like the last three episodes or something. They've done that every season. Like Moff Gideon shows up late in the first season. Um, he's in the second one a little bit more because which episode is the tragedy where the dark troopers capture baby Yoda and Boba Fett shows up and is real cool for a few minutes. Um, yeah, I think that was like maybe the fifth episode of that season. Um, yeah, yeah. He always shows up late in the season and unless it's like a budgetary thing or, uh, Giancarlo Esposito is not available all the time thing. There's no excuse for it otherwise. Because he should be featured in it way more. Yeah, it is weird that there's no villain in the show. No, no. I mean, we know who the villain is. We know it's Moff Gideon. But like the fact that he is not a presence other than a couple of seemingly throwaway lines... Um is is definitely weird. So that was what was that one called? Oh, I can't remember the names of the episodes. Unto Eve? No. Unto Eve? The no, Mind of Man. And then I the third one it. was um was Coruscant and uh Din and Bo getting redeemed at the end got you i and i liked the um you know and it was sort of like as you watched it you could sort of make the leap it was like oh my god bo katan inadvertently got redeemed yeah like that's like that was really um really quite interesting it was sort of like you um accidentally got into the nightclub so you're like oh i guess i'll stay yeah i don't want i don't want to leave I wasn't planning on getting into this nightclub, but it's pretty banging. Yeah. So, um, um, yeah. So the it was she, she drags him out in that one, and then um, is that what that, that's when the Tie Fighters Tie Interceptors and they um, they the, bomb her castle, the palace. Yeah, and then it goes to Pershing, which I, I've. Like, I've got some qualms, but the whole thing, like, like the stuff that, like, people, that I felt like a lot of people didn't like about it, I really, like, I really enjoyed, although I complain about the stop-start storyline, like, this one was very interesting. But, yeah. but then, now they've introduced it, and then on the next episode, they don't mention it again. Like, like they left him on a cliffhanger, and now I'm still on the cliff sort of thing. It, it's sort of, yeah, there's no sort of continuity to the serialization. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like this dramatic thing happens. I can't believe it. What's going to happen next? Uh, yeah, you'll see me in a while. 
Like it, it, like that that sort of like comic book cliffhanger with no satisfying follow up is it, it, it sort of bugs me. But I um, the whole thing I, I was a bit confused about why he was giving the TED talk about genetics when he's banned from doing it doing it and also is just moved into his like they scheduled his TED talk before he even got an apartment yeah so I my guess is that is like a um what's the word a ceremonial not a ceremonial but it's kind of like a puff piece right it's like hey look how good we're doing at reintegrating these imperial former imperials into republic society it's like them foolishly patting themselves on the back like look this guy look at look at the crazy Mm. stuff he was up to for the empire and now look at him um there's there's one plot point in this that i thought everyone would be over but i just don't hear any discussion about it is this him lying in his tell Pershing's mum did not die of something that needed cloning. It, that's a made-up story. I saw this. Th- I saw you doing this uh, theory on Twitter. I saw this, dude. It's not a theory. It's it's they've told you. These guys are quite like it's. They're easy to read um, writers. So. For everyone, so I'm watching it right. We're at the TED talk. Fascinating. Um, it, you know, one might argue that it was he. They only had the TED talk like this because it was Star Wars reference because they're in the opera house. Well, but, um, I think that's an appropriate venue to hold such an event. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, but it was so it was made such a thing of when he's talking and just before he starts talking about his sob story about how, Oh, my mum could have been saved by cloning, but you know, we didn't have the technology and that's why I want to do it. He pauses and then awkwardly rubs his ear. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I, at first, Especially because, um, I've forgotten her name. Is her name in real life Katie, I think? Yes. I can't remember that character's name either. But um, the, the the double agent from Moff Gideon, who was on Moff Gideon's ship and who's now, uh, you know, working with the resistance or the rebellion or the New Republic. But um, cause she was just walking in at that time. And I, before, you know, I'm watching it the first time, I knew that wasn't there for no reason. And I thought it was a signal to Imperials that might be watching that he's like, like it was some signal that like, I'm, I'm here for you, like I'm, I'm an active agent or something. Do you know what I mean? That's how I took it. So I was sort of like, oh, yeah, I'm, there's something going on with this. Um, and then... He has the interview with the robot and he's asked the question, have you had any ill feelings against the new Republic? And he says, no. 
and it goes on. Then he finds out he's not allowed to continue his research. And he finds that very frustrating. And, you know, the Katie, um, double agent Katie, we'll call her, she is sort of fanning the flames and stuff. And then he has the next interview and he's asked the same question. And he is frustrated. He has had bad feelings. Right. He's like he wants to continue his research. And before he answers, he rubs his ear. And then he lies and says, no, I haven't. That's not a theory, buddy. That's a clue red. Buddy, if that, buddy, that is, do you remember the James Bond movie where, um, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Felicity Jones, who what's her name in Star Wars? In Rogue uh, One, Jen Erso. Jen Erso, where Jen Erso's dad has a poker tell where one of his eyes starts bleeding. Do you remember that? Like that's his tell is his eye starts bleeding. <laughs> um, Jesus! Now I think that, it's a tell that your eyes are bleeding. Yeah, I <laughs> gotta say that, but rubbing your ear is a way better tale. I'm I when we get done here I'm rewatching that episode. I just don't see how every, like I thought it was like there'd be like I'd go online that there'd be like a hundred memes. Well, you know what this is? You got to start making the memes. I'm busy. Yeah, I know. Once I'll I'll show you I'll I'll I've got to film some stuff in the shop and once you see how many pictures I have Buddy. framed and mounted in a pattern of like on three walls of my store. People are coming in now, right? And they're like, how long has this shop been here for? And I'm like, oh, we moved about nine months ago. And they're just like, oh, really? Because it, it looks like it's been there for like 20 years. Because it's so dense. The pictures I have seen that you've been posting on your stories and stuff, it looks really cool. It looks really Thank you, cool. Horse. Did you um did you get your uh Star Wars skate depth prints put up? Oh mate. Wait till you see them. Oh, they're not up yet, but they're going up. No, they're up. Oh, okay. They're they're framed. I um I I, I cropped them into the shape because that they were sort of like um a reproduction of a board graphic. Right. But the print that they were on was, was a lot wider. Right. It was the more The border was wider than the board. Yeah. And then I found these, because it was really hard to get frames that size, that skateboard width. And the best bet is to get a, you know those frames that you can put like five little photos in? Uh-huh. Yeah. So you use them as one big glass frame, right? Yeah, you just take out the and matting. Yeah, so I got them cropped into this shape. And so they're almost like the perfect shape of a 90s skateboard. And yeah, they're, they're, wait till you, it looks, it's, it's good. Good. It's good. good, buddy. Hell yeah. But um, what were we discussing? I couldn't make memes. Oh, because the ear rub. Yeah, the ear rub. Like, so, um, yeah, I'm not sure where Pershing's coming from because he's obviously. Uh, like he's possessed by unlocking the power sort of thing. And I, I, like I, my read of him is that he's nor good or evil. He's 
so obsessed with making this breakthrough that he doesn't care if it's like he'll just lie to himself or anyone else. Like, I'm not sure if he knows it's evil. Right. Or or he's like, everyone thinks it's evil, but I am going to use it for good. But I think he's just like... um, Obsessed. He's what, um, what's his name warned us about? Um, Jeff Goldblum, Jurassic Park 1. Okay. Um, with great, no, no, no. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. What is his line? I can't remember. I'm so dumb. I, I was Jurassic about Park. to, I, I was about to say the Spider-Man line. <laughs> with great, with power, great power comes, comes great. great responsibility. No, he said. You were, your scientists were so obsessed with if they could that or something they didn't ask if they should or something, something like to that, that effect it's, yeah it's it's wordplay with could and should um but yeah i'm not sure if that's his and it's his obsession with like cracking it like that makes him evil because he's open to be co-opted by evil people that will help him unlock it right you know kind of like the you know dudes that worked on the atomic bomb and all that they were just like let's um you know some anyway it's like let's unlock the atomic power and then afterwards i think i'm not sure if i'm just making this up afterwards some of them were just like yeah probably shouldn't have done that yeah yeah your gin urso type not your gin urso your galen urso galen urso daddy urso oh God, I watched um, Rogue One um, a couple weeks ago because my mum, bless her little cotton socks, she recorded it onto her DVR because it was on TV. Oh. And she said, I taped this Star Wars movie for you when you got home to watch. And um, it was quite a trip because it was on network television, but it was obviously sponsored by Disney to promote Andor, which was about to come out on Disney Plus. So there's all these ads in it for, like, Andor, but it hadn't started yet, so it's still, like, all the mystery sort of, you know, it's, like, a little bit without context. Mm -hmm. So it was really, um, it was was really quite, uh, quite cool um, to, to watch. And, yeah, it was... It's a good, good little movie. A bit patchy, but um, it's solid. Pretty good. It definitely reminded me of a different time. Boy, like just it. in, like, like, like in our lives. Yeah, exactly. Like just like, like just like thinking about Jedi and the the knocked over Jedi thing and and Saw Gerrera and oh man, <sighs> very different. <laughs> Um, on 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 so many different levels. On so many different levels, dude. So many. From global to local. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, that was good fun. So we got the Pershing app, and I, I did enjoy. Like I loved seeing Coruscant after Return of the Jedi. Me too. I, I, and I loved all the little the filler things they did. It was very interesting. I, I, I thought it was pretty questionable. Just odd. Like, 
and I guess it's that whole, you know, you know, some people, I don't know whether it's implied or not. You know, some people like imply things, they add weight. I'm, I haven't even got to what I'm talking about, but how they named them all like L27. Right, right. It's sort of like, doesn't seem like a good PR move. Yeah, it like seems with, like, it seems it's kind quite of, demean- it's, yeah, it kind of strips like them of their humanity and just, like, it's it's the exact same thing they do to Finn. His, he's he's known as FN2187. Now, and then you'll have, you know, people that write, oh, that shows that the New Republic hasn't, like, and I, I, I don't like happenstance implications, like, where it's like, you're, you're, uh, you're doing some headcanon on this bad boy. Like I'm not, I'm fascinated to know if um, they did that like intentionally. Yeah. I have to feel like they did. Okay. I don't have much trust horse at the moment. I get it. Me neither, but not related to much, much of star Wars. understandable um a a few bits in that i was just like come guys tighten it up one of which oh one one that i'm just like oh yeah whatever it's fine it's a show so there's a trillion people on this planet right Uh uh-huh which is just mind-boggling what is a trillion is it a million billion like yeah. a billion's a shit ton of numbers. Yeah, I think a trillion is like after a billion, right? It goes million, billion, trillion. So it's like a thousand billion. Yes. That's a lot of billions, man. It sure anyway, is. Anyway, it that was um Yeah, that was from the JJ Abrams school of like, just say it's a lot bigger. But um that's just me. Um, anyway, so they're on that planet. Trillion people, right? They're at one of the most unique tourist attractions on the trillion-person planet. And it seems like just a, like a, a Tuesday morning at the mall level of people strolling around. Right. Now, I'm not sure if you've been to any tourist attractions, like I, I'm sure if you go to your uh, your uh, what's that? What are those faces? Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I, I I don't know if it's um it'll be that sparse, but that's just a little a, a minor gripe about the tourist attraction. It's, oh, now that's, you want to know that's, something? That's 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 I'd put that down to an overthink. But um, remind yes, me I, remind me to bring that rock back up when we get to the next episode cuz this there's something that happened in the next episode that got the biggest eye roll out of me yet the return of the rock yep um yeah well it's not going to happen in the dc you know <laughs> it's sure not it sure isn't <laughs> what a goose <laughs> um but um my, my, like I, I love the story and, and like the stuff how people hated how it was like I was saying it was filler and just whatever. Like I was like, it, it was fascinating. 
for for me to like I, I loved all that stuff because it's like in this area that I'm so like fascinated with because mm-hmm. it's you know that comes from your childhood ponderings the the bit where they jumped off the train super fan filled oh yeah like yeah they don't like they are just like that Pershing. He doesn't seem like the most athletic dude in the world. And like a train, like I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure a space train would go so fast. And then like, it didn't look like it was just like, it was about to stop at the station. It was like that. Uh Oh, Hey, you cut out for a second. Oh, but yeah, that that was a that was a suicide jump. Yeah, like no, and it was yeah. The whole pacing of that the no ticket thing was that just seemed off. Why didn't they just get it, tickets? It, it seemed like um, it seemed like one of those odd and you know I, I try never to speak ill of, but it seemed like one of those really oddly filmed Obi Wan Kenobi running action scenes it was just it yeah anyway so they jump off um you've got these star destroyers there there's like absolutely no security at all which just seems i don't know i sort of felt like a a discarded star destroyer like just a what it represents would be guarded right do you know what i mean so anyway, there's that. Um, then the mind probe. Right. The mind wipe. Yeah. Oh, and just to the whole thing about how the dialogue, um, it's always about something that's happened before or happening in the future. So in that dialogue where they're all having their little, they're talking about the, like, oh, what do you guys miss? Mm-hmm. All right. So that's, that's, a, that's a plot point, the, the cookies. And then they say, oh, Moff Gideon. And they go, I heard he got mind probed. So it, or mind, what do they call it? Uh, mind, they, I heard they hooked him up to a mind flare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they introduce a mind flare. And then they put forward the, um, oh, no, I heard he escaped. And it's like they introduce the mind flare for later on in the episode. I'm not saying it's, like, good or bad, but I'm just saying, like, it's it's quite easy to, like, read the, the dialogue. Like, they really jam it with that sort of, like, everything's either a reference or a projection sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, that mind flare thing. Um, so you've got this experimental, just made legal, mind probing gear. You're gonna use it. You turn it on. Immediately, your decision as a doctor is to just bail. Right. I'm out of here. We're doing experimental brain surgery on this dude, but we're just going to go. There's no like heart monitor. 
that tells us something's like going wrong because obviously his body's under far more um, stress than it was when the mind flare was on level two or whatever. Right. But it's, but it's like, oh, you're going to hang out? All right. Well, here's, don't touch that dial. Like that, that, like that is implausible to me. Like, I, I do hear that and you go, oh, dude, you're just nuts. Like, no, am I, I mean, nuts? I get it, but to me, that is a bit of the, like, general suspense of disbelief that you got to go with watching no, just about write it better that's fair it's just so like you spend all your time coming up with these references that's what you do once you've once you've got your pot down then you do your references fair fair yeah that I was just like, that just does not make any sense. Like, how does not a sensor go off? Like, do you know what I mean? If you're in a hospital and something dramatically changes with your body, nurses come running. Right. Mate, 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 I say this as someone that's played an orderly, a paramedic, and a doctor in the background of Grey's Anatomy, all right? I think on... I think I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's good, buddy. That's real good. You know, my mom's going to hear that and she's going to go, was Steel really in Grey's Anatomy? Because she, uh, my mom and my sister love that show. Well, Mrs. Burkhart, I've got news for you. My buttocks are in, I don't know what episode it was. Episode three, maybe. But you can check my Instagram. I'm, I am coming up. It's it's funny here because um, a lot of those shows are on Disney+. Plus. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, so I never get to, like, you know, I don't have, um, you know, cable or whatever back home. So I sort of haven't checked in to, like, chase up all my little background. Because I love the screenshots. They're hilarious. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so yeah, I was at Jackie's mum's house and she's got Disney Plus and um, yeah, they've got because that whole stars thing. And I think it's sort of like in Australia, it's pretty much like Hulu and Disney Plus are together on right. Disney Plus. So they had um, yeah, Grey's Anatomy, and there was a couple more episodes that hadn't screened yet that I was going to be in the background of. And there was another one. What did they have? But they didn't get up to my episode yet. Hmm. Oh no, there was one that did that not dead yet. That was um on Disney Plus, but in America it's on Hulu, I believe. Okay. So there you go. So um yeah, but uh I can give uh I can give your mum some some juicy behind the scenes uh uh Grey's Anatomy gossip if she if she wants us just, just get at me in my DMs. Pause's mum. <laughs> um, uh yeah. Nothing, nothing untoward. Um, all right, so there's that episode, and then it goes. So it ended on the mind flare. Mm-hmm. That was the the cliffhanger. So now we're up to episode four. Yeah. Yeah. The foundling. Right. Now listen, my like I connect with the Mandalorian on on many levels, but. Like, my deep emotional attachment is um, 
and you know, pardon the uh, the cliche, but as a father, that's right. like the whole like I've, I I talked. God, I'm dropping big bombs here today. I I had a great discussion with the great man Carl Weathers himself about what his line about um, at the end, I think, of season one where he goes, I think Dennis says he's going to look after him and or whatever, but then um, Carl Weathers says to him, you might find out he looks after you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like, yeah, and Harry does look after me. So I, like, even as a, you know, he just like, his joy, you know, looks after me, especially like, you know, during COVID and all that, it was, you know, so to have this like little fun dude that he didn't know about, you know, COVID or anything like that, or, you know, who was running the country and all stuff. Like he was just like, who's running the playground, buddy? Let's go. Right. Um, although we couldn't go on the playground. So um, that probably doesn't work. But we made our own playground in the trees next to the park. Um, anyway, so, yeah, so as, like, uh, that's my, you know, like, real, like, connection with the characters sort of thing that will, um, you know, bring me to tears sort of thing because it it just sort of, it's like a sci-fi version. Um, (laughs) it's a really glorified sci-fi version of me and Harry going down the street. Um, but... You know, we don't have monsters or whatever. We've just got like a busker or something. Someone asking for some money out the front of Seven Eleven. That's as about as rough as it gets. But right. you know, when you've got your imagination on, that guy asking for two bucks, he's a four-eyed Gorex or something. I don't know. But anyway, um, these Mandalorians. We've got to report them to some sort of. Galactic agency about childcare. Yeah, they're they they're really uh, pushing the limits of appropriate babysitting. Mate, you've got a cave. Stay in the cave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that beach, it no good. It no good. There's let's let's just constantly stand in the spot. We're multiple giant creatures eat us. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I definitely think at the start of that episode, they um, bad volume use with all those Mandalorians just. Like, it seemed dangerous. Like, it seemed like they're having their little fights shooting at each other, but it's like. Hey man, there's someone just behind that person. So if they duck, it's going to get them, isn't it? Like it just seemed like it was just this orgy of Mandalorianism visuals, but it kind of was just like, oh, okay. See so this, you're shooting stuff out into the water where the the giant crocodile comes out of. It seems. Like an interesting training exercise. But anyway, <laughs> and then the bird comes, takes a little kid, and they're like, oh. Again. He always gets away. Like that line was like, I was sort of just like, oh, another buddy, like that beach spot is really 
you know, cursed with giant creatures. And then they throw in a line of like, he always, they always get away. And it's just like, how many kids have you lost to this bird? At least one, because there was a Mandalorian helmet in the nest. But they just seem, and I've had some people on Twitter come at me with like, yeah, that's, that's like, that's how they toughen them up and, like, make them Mandalorians. Like, why do they go looking for them there? Like, like if that's the whole point, okay, that was a weak one. We've weeded him out. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, no, if you're going to have this, right, this harsh, like, instead of risking everyone's life to go get him again, why don't we just keep the training a bit more, less giant monster getting them? Like, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? If they just went, all right, yep, that's, that's one less, everyone. Survival of the fittest here at Mandalore. But, yeah, I, um, how do you feel about the Death Beach? I just, buddy, I saw it and I was like, I want to go to Mandalorian summer camp. That looks pretty fun. Minus the monsters. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> and do you know what it looked like? It looked like a skate park with like 200 kids trying to skate it at once. <laughs> um. I wondered what the point of like, why are so many of those dudes shooting into the water? Like, what what is that? What is the point of just standing there and firing off randomly into the water? Yeah, it just seems like a waste of ammo in these, like, do you know what I mean? You're like this hidden tribe, and I, I, I'd imagine your resources are, are pretty slim, but mm-hmm. it, it seems like they're not. Yeah, that just seems like... Just a real toss of just like Mandalorians. Look at them. And then it's sort of like, yeah, it sort of seems pointless. Like it would have, like, you know, if I was in the room, and and at the end of the day, my point is that I should be. (laughs) Um, You know, maybe just make it that it was like everyone was sitting around or standing around watching the kid trials or something. It just seems like it was not, um, like it was sort of one of those visual things that if you thought about at all, you'd be like, Oh, this is very pointless sort of thing. But, um, yeah. Anyway, the whole, yeah, so just how badly they look after their children is um, quite upsetting to me. And even if your son is taken, could you imagine, right? <laughs> Bro, I ain't camping out. I'm not camping out. If, if a giant pterodactyl came down and took my cat, Walter, I don't, I'm, there's not a, a, a camping trip happening. Like I'm, I'm going to the pterodactyl nest that day. Like I, I'm sort of like open that people can sort of, you know, a few of my complaints they can maybe go, oh, but it's, you know, you can just massage it in their head and and do you know what I mean, and and make it fit or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there, there's nothing. I don't think so. Correct me if I'm wrong. But there's nothing in the dialogue that would suggest 
the bird wouldn't go straight back to the nest and feed the kid to the birds. Did they say? Did they say they only eat in the morning, or did they? Is there something like that bizarre? I can't remember. Like I remember, you know, Bo-Katan saying, like them telling Bo-Katan, "Well, if you go up there with the ship, you'll spook it and it'll kill the child." It's happening. Yeah, I know they. Yeah, they did a lot of work about why they just didn't fly just there. Just fly there. Yeah, because yeah, of the vibrations or whatever. Um. Obviously, they can't detect a campfire. But anyway, um, so this Paz Vizsla, right? He he, pretty much on the way to the hospital stopped to get some juji fruits. Mm-hmm. You don't like my Seinfeld reference? Come on, buddy. Buddy, I haven't seen that episode of Seinfeld. I haven't seen a lot of Please. Seinfeld. We've been through this before, and I I get to re-register your disappointment in me all over again. <laughs> it's like 50 first dates. Yep. <laughs> you remember well, when you sent me your uh, Golden Boy shirt? And I was like, I'm sorry, buddy. It's a cool shirt, but I don't get the reference. And you were like, oh, my God. <laughs> um, so Elaine's at the cinema about to see a movie, she's going to meet her boyfriend or something, and I think she gets a message that the boyfriend's in hospital, and before she goes to rush off to the hospital, she goes to, because she's so hungry, she goes to the concession stand and gets some juji fruits. Okay. And and then when she he's, she's like gets to the hospital and she's like, I rushed straight here, but she's got the juji fruits in her hand. <laughs> and the boyfriend... <laughs> And the boyfriend's like, when did you buy those juji fruits? And she's like, oh, after, like, and it's sort of like he gets, I think he breaks up with her because it's like, you bought juji fruits before coming to see if I was dead or alive. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, Paz Vizsla, I just got to have a nap and a bit of a, like, it makes, like, if that's your son, like, and I know, like, they had the reveal and stuff, and I know that was sort of like a theorized thing, but it just how do you sleep like if that's your yeah how do you like let's keep going bros like how do you let's, how do you have and, and that then, and then the, that moment then the with bird, both the bird like just happens to turn up at that exact like at times out like what was the bird doing with this kid all this time where did he keep well what was the bird doing what was the bird doing, horse? I don't know, buddy. Will's theory is that maybe the bird was out hunting for other food, too. That one little oh. Mando boy wasn't enough for all those baby birds. There's a gas leak in Will's house. I heard him go on about that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, buddy. I love you. I, like, I love you. You know, your positive outlook and always sort of looking on the bright side of life. But come on, buddy. Sometimes you just got to. You just got to take it on the chin and just wonder what was the bird doing? Like, I don't know. Like, do you know what I mean? They have, um, you know, because birds in real life do that. Like, you know, they cough up food into other birds' little mouths. Uh-huh. Do they wait 12? I don't know. Does that happen in nature where they, they, they I don't get know. the worm and then they, they fly it around for half a day? Then they take it? I, I'm, I'm, it's just, 
Like, it's just weak. Very weak. Yeah, honestly, I don't know. I don't know enough about birds. Birds are a, uh, a subject that I'm not well read on, you know? Now, if it was a giant I raccoon, I would have, you know, things to add to the conversation. Oh, we should have added this at the start of the podcast, Hawes. But um, it's a bit hard now because we've gone for so long. We should have added in a thing where you could tweet me at what minute in the podcast you turned it off because you got sick of me complaining. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I, this, this series has gaslit me. I feel like I'm like, am I crazy? What did the bird do? <laughs> Like, it's, yeah, you know, and they had to get in the whole pot thing about the fire or whatever, but I, like, just, like, have them, like, have the camp on the way back. Yeah, right. So, wait, so what did they do? They flew to a certain spot. Yeah. And then they, because they came back in the ship. Right, well, and then after the bird got, there's always a bigger fish from the Phantom Mm -hmm. Menace. Then I, I guess they were able to just fly the ship up to the nest at that point and pick up the baby birds. Gotcha. Which seems odd. I mean, at the very least, they're going to have a hell of a rotisserie chicken night at the Mandalorian cave. Do, do you know what would have been sweet? If, like, Bo-Katan, they left the birds up there and Bo-Katan would just, like, in her ship, just, like, drop off little alligators to them yeah, once baby, a day. Yeah, Bo-Katan would go and baby bird the baby birds. Yeah. I like that. Um, yeah, and, and, and then they'd think that the her ship was, like, their mum. Oh, see? That's a good idea. Well, that's why I should be in the room. Imagine, like... The ship and then the three birds behind. I, th- I think we might get that, buddy. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I reckon they're going to be riding them. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> behind Bo's ship, though. Yeah, but we had the riding. Yeah. We rode last last season. And it- <laughs> Bro, there's, there's riding left to do. They're going to be riding those birds. They're going to be riding the Mythosaur. They're going to be riding a Dewback, probably. I don't know. A Ronto. The, um, and then, I guess, in there, we had the, uh, the flashback. Because whenever the armorer starts banging those hammers... There's something in that living water. Woof! Some member berries. Yep. Now... I'm very conflicted on this flashback scene, Hawes. Yeah, I know. We kind of, This is one of the few things we actually talked about a little bit before, like, when the episode aired. Now, I'm, I'm, I, I, I sort of have to hold my brakes on this because I want to see how it plays out. Yeah. But it, a big part of it hinges on this for me. Do you think we see Ahmed Best again as the Jedi? Yes. 
this season? No. But I think there's more story to tell because he's not with old Keller and Beck when we first see him in the first episode of Mando. So something happened. I wish they'd follow up with this season. If, if, like, if they never follow up on it again, I'm furious. Yeah, me too. Because, like, to me, it it does raise some interesting storyline potential, right? Like, Like, okay, I get it. I get that it's, like, a reference within a reference within a reference to have him escape on the Naboo Starfighter, the Naboo troopers and stuff but to me that has interesting story potential right what is at this point what is grogu's connection to naboo post order 66 does that is that where he hides out for a little while do him and keller and beck hide out on naboo for a little bit like you know what i mean like to me there's potential there for something interesting let me ask you this And you'd ha- you'd have to like you know write a little you know sort of you know massage it in so it makes sense. Would you rather? What's his name? Kellen Beck. Keller and Beck. Keller and Beck have saved Grogu or Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar. At the moment, I'm Jar Jar. Yeah. And look, I, but this, and no, let no, me I, say, I, I, like, sorry. I was just going to say, like, this is me also saying, like, I want to add, I think, like, him fighting with the two lightsabers, sick. The design of his Jedi robes immediately stood out to me and looked sick. Like, I think everything about that character is cool. But do you know, like, the pop it got out of me when it was Ahmed Best was huge. Do you know the pop it would have gotten out of me if it was Jar Jar Binks? Like, I'd still, I'd be walking around my house right now. Beaming. See, if it was Jar Jar Binks, and he got in the Naboo Star Cruiser, and it was never followed up on, I'd be like, oh, all right, that was a heavy Star Wars reference, but it was like, it, it sort of like, you know, it added to the Jar Jar Binks story. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so I'm hoping it's followed up on because I just, the the fact that like, hey, oh, you know, like all the articles, oh, we found out who it's this and it's like this, like it, it's it was such an important plot point that was like left secret and hinted at and stuff if if the answer to the mystery is like star wars in joke it's like oh yeah and buddy i really don't believe i think for sure there's more story to tell there and i think we will see it i think they'll drip feed it to us like they do just about yeah everything else. yeah well that's why i sort of i find that 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 the drip feeding quite sort of frustrating because it's, it's me too. It's, My, it's it's like you're watching three different like 
So you go from the parent, the the doctor episode, and then you've got this judge, and then like then all these characters are coming back, right? Like like four episodes, John. I mean, you're left on a cliffhanger, and then it's like, well, like I guess by episode eight, I'll find out when you know, like any any other show, like what the cliffhanger from the previous episode would would feed the next episode but it just doesn't happen here yeah or if you're you know if you're a situation like network tv like lost or something you would at least get it there's a high chance it would be addressed again that season right it may not be the next episode but there's a good chance it would get at least expanded on um Listen. Yeah, but I, I would say I, I'll, I'll stop you. I, I feel even though we had all the different, like the flashback, like the flashbacks had might a not get followed up on. Right. But the but the but the present day story would always be continuing, and what was revealed in the flashbacks would feed into that character. Right. Like my my, my question is like Grogu had this flashback. Is he going to like now that he's remembered it? Is it going to affect the way he acts at all? And if so, how? Yeah, I mean that's a good question. I think that's a fair question. Like, the... like, like all, all it is is like the puppet makes cute faces as he remembers, but it's like, but he's remembered. How does that character change? Like, like, what's his? Yeah, it's just. Mm. Keep talking. Um... So I have a similar frustration with this show right now, and that's like stop, stop it, stop beating around the bush with the cloning and the Snoke and the Palpatine. We know that's what you guys are hinting at. There's no need to keep being like, come on, isn't that interesting? Cloning? Oh, there's guys in vats in this episode. Like I'm tired yeah. of it. Like just go well, ahead so and I, establish that. Why keep it a I, secret? I hear on some pods where people love, like they're like, "Oh, that Filoni knows how to toy with the audience," and it's like, "Cut the crap!" Like it's, let's just bite into it. Yeah, because we know, right? Like there, if it if if it's if that's not the explanation for the cloning and all that, then it's ridiculous. Like uh, I, that's what it is, and the fact that they want to just keep being like. Ha ha ha! What's all this? Oh, we mentioned cloning a whole lot. What could this possibly mean? Just get cut the shit. Get to it. You know, like because by the way, I'm way into to that idea of of seeing that project and stuff. You know, in it in the process, I just stop hinting at it. There's no need to hint at it anymore. It's very clear. Um. All right, so the yeah, okay, so Ahmed Best is revealed. Um, I I would have preferred a single saber. I I, I don't to, like me watching it, and 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 I like I, I will state this right. Let's I have to do this first. Pause. You ready? Mm-hmm. I I need to. Um, have a, a, a bubble of trust okay. around this topic because I, I haven't, I've purposely not commented about the Ahmed best Jedi thing because I like love the dude and 
like he got maligned maligned so heavily that like like you don't have to tweet everything that you think do you know what I mean like if it's gonna if it could be like co-opted to some negative thing sometimes it's better not to so like the whole thing of him you know getting this role and um and being celebrated like love it love it so much right Mm -hmm. but the way it was filmed the way the shots lingered and zoomed and stuff it wasn't shot like a jedi was saving grogu it was shot like a cameo is saving grogu like it was like it kept i just feel like if it was someone else like say if it was like bo-katan saving grogu you know, do you know what i mean just whatever like if it was a different sort of scene I just don't think the shots would have lingered and be framed like that. And it just, I, I think I'm like super sensitive to it. But do you know what I'm talking about? No, I, I mean, I, listen, it was definitely filmed like a reference. Um, I get that. Now, it didn't, that didn't bother me. The quality of the effects on him, of him on that speeder bike, that, was kind of rough well, in my opinion well that that yeah that i think that was sort of like the product of like gotta make sure everyone knows it's him like but it did look like he went to like universal studios and he went on like a, a thing that makes you it looks like you're in et flying on the bike or something it looked like you know, it, it didn't look like it was made by the same production that made the the crazy birds flying around all over. Like, it just, it looked like a fan film. Mm-hmm. Bad. And then with that whole thing of, yeah, I, so yeah, anyway, I was talking about these lightsabers. Again, we're in the circle of trust. And I feel like just talking about it on a podcast, like, do you know what I mean? It's like, these are just my, like, I feel like, what we say on here sort of just stays on here sort of thing rather than if you tweet an opinion and then someone tries to make out that you're, a, um, you know, trying to be horrible or whatever. So that's why I need the circle of trust. Do we have the circle of trust halls or not? Oh, I think so. I believe so. Right. I, 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 don't want, I don't want you Catherine Neens to turn on me, start posting up audio files of, you know, mis, misquoting me. Just chill out, Catherine. Um, the... Um, She's listening right now. I go, ooh. She's like, Jesus. why did I get a drive-by? Because <laughs> we love a Neen reference. That's, That's true. Um, it's, um, you people that do podcasts about podcasts, he just he just leans into the Neen references too. <laughs> Never. Um, yeah, I, I it, it it looked like when he had the two lightsabers, like the first time he picked up a lightsaber in three years was 10 minutes before filming that scene. Uh, yeah, I got a little, I could see a little bit of the, the choreography being a little awkward. Um, but I thought other parts of it were really good. Yeah. Um, And I, I sort of thought, 
it would it's it's sort of easier to look like you know what you're doing with one lightsaber than with two. Do you know what I mean? Like if you've got one lightsaber, you can sort of like you know mimic you know the the classic poses and stuff. But I feel like if you've got two, you actually have to have a bit of the paralysis about you and have some actual physical skills moving around um, weapons. Yeah, I get that. Um, now, and then, oh, sorry. You so, you know, that's that character, Keller and Beck, was originated in that game show, right? Jedi Temple Trials, Jedi Temple Challenge. I can't remember what it, the, the oh, name was. I thought it was on, I thought it was on Wheel of Fish. Ah, okay. No. Do you know Wheel of Fish? No, I do not. Is that another Seinfeld Ooh. reference? No, that's a, uh, a reference from Weird Al Yankovic's UHF. Oh my God, you get to drink from the fire hose? <laughs> yes! Oh. Um, I, I, so I can't remember. I mean, I, I definitely watched some of that show. I can't remember if that was like established lore for that character, that he was a dual-wielding Jedi, or if it was kind of like an Attack of the Clone situation where, hey, there's a bunch of dead Jedi around here. I'm going to grab an extra saber. You know, the stuff is really hitting the fan. Yeah, I just yeah, I just thought he would have had a better chance of looking more capable. Like, I feel like they, they went for too much. Um, much like whenever Grogu does a flip, like, even if a baby Yoda Jedi doing a flip, like it actually in real life would just look like a puppet getting thrown across the room. Maybe because it does just look like a puppet getting thrown across the room. Just avoid doing that a little bit. Because it does look like, like, I'm sort of just like, someone's just chucked a puppet across a blue screen for this. It's woohoo! But um, but conversely, I I I was always a fan of the uh, the Yoda jump around scene that a lot of people did not like. Yeah, me at too. the end of Attack of the Clones. But I just I feel like it is because I feel like they do it practically or something, and like it's they're practically throwing a puppet across the room. Yeah, I mean, listen, we all love seeing the practical aliens, right? Like, do you remember? sitting in the theater watching the force awakens the first time and you saw like you know the big um lumbering creature that the the um guy that's trying to capture bb8 is riding remember in race mm-hmm. in like just being like holy oh, the, crap that's a real the thing based. yeah yeah and then the weird thing that pops his head up out of the sand and says kojima and all that like like, do you remember how refreshing that is? Well, you know what? Sometimes hey, the no, practical no, stuff looks a little weird. Pause. Yeah. Do you remember when I was on Tatooine and there was a little alligator-headed alien standing next to me? I sure do. And, uh, and a chittery-eyed homeless man on the ground. Um, mate, the, the, practical, the practical creatures are... Uh, very, very special to me. Don't worry about that. But I totally get what you mean. Um, yeah, it just seems a bit odd. But um, but God, they've got the uh, you know on on the. I, like, I'm trying to force myself not to just you know. It's easy just to like 
you remember the things that like not a Jew, but the the actual puppeteering on that Grogu is top notch um, most of the time. Oof, Jesus, the faces and stuff. It's um, it is it is you know it is quite exceptional, especially when you you know you think back to the the old school like Yoda puppet and stuff. It's um, it's uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty special, but. The jumps there, especially the needless jump, like the jump out of the um, the N one to Pally, mm-hmm. it, it was sort of just like, oh. but um, but it did give her the chance to say, "Who taught her? Who taught him that?" And you're like, oh, well, it was it was Jedi Knight Luke Skywalker. Um, yep, it's a I whole thing. Want, and then they don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Minutes later, she's trying to throw Boba Fett under the bus. Get out of here, Pelly. God, that that. <laughs> yeah, that the, so, Steele and I have had two uh, communications about episodes of The Mandalorian since the last time we recorded. I sent him a text that just said, "I can't believe they name dropped Boba Fett and didn't show him." And then we had a brief back and forth about the quality of the effects not the scene or ahmed best's involvement in it but the quality of the effects in uh him riding that speeder bike on coruscant mm. um yeah so i'm sort of I'm, I'm i'm sort of holding out if it was all just like a cheap thrill uh, like and that was the answer to that mystery like I don't know. Like I see, I, I do see a lot of fans that like that's like, it doesn't, it, it, it's, it's, you know, it's not an issue cause it's like Ahmed best and stuff, but it just seems like a cop out. If the cop out, if, it, if it's just like a cameo, like such a meta cameo is the answer to that mystery. I'm sort of like, uh, all right. I but don't think that is. If it, okay. Well, that's, um, that's good, especially like because I thought it was just like a once-off sort of flashback. No, that's how I, I took it. That's how I took it while I was watching it, and I was sort of just like, oh, you know. And then the effects, and then when it was a Naboo, like royal ship or whatever, I was just like, AI is writing this for sure. Oh, it has buddy. to be. Do you want? I don't know that you. If you know this, but this, I'm, I'm almost afraid to tell you this as we get close to wrapping this up, but that ship, that ship that he leaves on, that's Jar Jar's ship. I saw people pulling screenshots from some of the Jar Jar episodes of Clone Wars and comparing them, and it definitely definitely seems to be Jar Jar's ship. Got you. Oh, because I was trying to think like, when did Jar Jar have a ship in like Revenge of the Sith? But in the in the the cartoon, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I sort of yeah, I just like if, you know the whole meta ness. I just want it to like to be shown. It fits into this. Like it's it wasn't just for the reference. No, like, I think it does. Like, I... like, 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 keep it going. But I'm too used to them, like, digging a hole and then moving to the next paddock. 
Right. I, 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 I just made up. I just made up in like an old, old grandpa saying. That yeah, buddy. Doesn't really make sense. <laughs> yeah, buddy. I I was just gonna let it roll. You know. Uh, yeah, I I honestly do believe there's more to that story that will be revealed because there's. Like, you know, one of the bigger unanswered questions from that first season is, like, who were those guys that had Grogu? Why did they have him? Now, we know he was rescued by Keller and Beck. They left in a Naboo starfighter or a Naboo ship. There's there's more to that story. There there definitely is, and I, I'm almost positive we'll get that. Are we going to go to Naboo? I hope so, if there is something that would excite me even more than seeing Coruscant post-Return of the Jedi, it's seeing Naboo post-Return of the Jedi. But Naboo got destroyed, didn't it? Didn't, like, Operation Cinder? Um, um, it got a little I feel, messed I feel, up. I feel, like a, I feel like I'm a real King Tom right now, actually. Uh, it got a little messed up. It didn't get fully... Um, destroyed because Leia fucking saved the day when Operation Cinder was going down. Got you. Got you. Um, yeah, so I really hope they follow up on that because that will sort of um, help me uh, ease uh, out of that heavy meta-ness. But yeah, as I say, like, I did go out of my way. Um, I've, I've had a few. I think I just stuck to complaining about the Mandalorian's childcare um, as a as a sense of disbelief. So I just and especially yeah. So ignoring the effects and the way it was, yeah, it just bugged me how it was really shot. Like, look who it is, and but don't look in the background because it looks super fake. But, uh, and then, yeah, the Royal Starship or whatever, it was, it was a bit too much for me to bear. And it was a real um, mix of emotion because it's like, yeah, I want the best for this dude. Um, and, but I'd like, but in the scope of the show, um, like a, like a just sort of like a meaningless cameo is not really going to make me enjoy the show more. Right. It's going to make me the, the, of, of all the things like you've sort of brought up, like, you know, and obviously I can see, you know, why these would be an issue, but that's the one I'm most com- confident in. Isn't just a, a meaningless cameo that there will because be because in, in like, you know, again, using the loophole of the Book of Boba Fett being a separate series. But in the scheme of things, if you watch Mandalorian um, 1 through to 3, like, Luke Skywalker has a meaningless cameo. Right. Like, he's, he just came, just like, he just came, like, Disney, this is what we wanted, and then just pieced out of the series. Yeah. And yeah, I get, and, and that definitely, I, I am like, cause I, I did, I'm, I'm very like, when I don't like it, something about Star Wars, you know, like a real, like, like major factor, 
like Rise of Skywalker level, like, oh, what are you doing? Not just like, oh, that was a bit weird, but the, the rest of it's fantastic. Um, I do do a lot of introspection about what it's like to be disappointed about something that you really enjoy like this. And I try to like keep resetting to like, like don't hold a grudge, like go into each episode open hearted and see if you can get like sort of one back. Right. And I, I, I would say the parent episode was that excluding the, the bit at the end, which I thought was just, like just comic book level writing. No offense to comic books, but from the I, I've only ever read Marvel. Like I've only read Star Wars comics, so right. it was very Star Wars comicy. Um, but yeah, so I I, I am like I'm because I started the series, the start of the season on a bad foot with. Because like the with the I don't want to bring it up again, Horace. Oh, the, the, the the finale of Book of Boba Fett with the because that whole the moment of of Din and Grogu getting separated was like you know so emotional for me, such a major I thought turning point in the series that like you know at least you know for the majority of the next season things will be totally different. And the fact that it all sort of just got unwound and everyone's back in pretty much their same, like, positions in life, it it, it sort of really bugged me. So I I do try to, like, go, well, I did go in already annoyed. Right. So am am I judging these issues fairly or is this sort of just feed into these guys write stuff that really annoy me because they're so, like preoccupied with like star Wars references and sort of like, you know, and I, I, I people there's a, there's it's sort of like an online backlash against people that like Andor or something. I don't, I don't like, well, so buddy, I sort of hesitate buddy, to say, buddy, but I think, listen, yeah, there's an online backlash during Andor. There was an online backlash against people that liked Mandalorian or Book of Boba Fett. It does that every time something new comes out. It's the backlash against the last thing. It's 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 like poetry. It rhymes. Ah, um, good reference. Um, but yeah, I felt like their writing style was more. Like, let's write the story and then let's put it in Star Wars sort of thing. Um, it's, yeah. I, I'm, I'm like, I understand, like, and I sort of like the idea of that, like, you know, one's like a novel and then one's like a comic book. But I also then remember that I started reading the Marvel Star Wars comic books and they made me, um, feel like I was wasting my money. Well, I mean, you know, the good thing is, is we get so much Star Wars content now that for anybody, you and I excluded even, that if there is something you don't dig, there's something right around the corner that has the potential. Yeah, but 
that I think that's more so about themes. Like I am open to like I did love the first two seasons. So do you know what I mean? It was for me. Right. I, I feel like I just feel like they set this up as this big, you know, like show like changing event and then they went Hey guys, we can't have them apart because people love gifts, and you know I, I would have thought it was going to go in a, um, you know, we'd 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 see them training, and then we'd go back to, you know, Din's life without him, sort of thing, and then they'd converge again. But um, that was not to be. But I do, you know, I know people say, oh, there's always so much coming, but I, I sort of see people use that as a, um, I don't know, like a, like a scapegoat or something in, like, like it's not like the themes of it I don't like. Like, do you know what I mean? Like Star Wars Visions comes out and I was sort of like, oh, yeah, it was okay. But like, but there's more stuff coming on. So I'm just like, oh, that's cool. Right. It's not the only Star Wars things for the year. Um but when it's something that you did like and then you're less cool on, it's not so much like it wasn't for me. It's just sort of like, yeah, I feel like they they just need to tighten it up. Well, tighten listen, up, I certainly think that that's a shame, right, to go from really enjoying it to having issues with it. But, you know, my hope, is that by the end of this season, you know, you're a lot more comfortable with it. Um, like, I am, because I am keeping my, uh, I'm not. I'm trying not to hold a grudge. Right. You know, and, and you know, in, in classic, um, you know, I, I thought it was very silly that Darth Maul came back. Um. But I tried not to hold a grudge, and I like then, you know, in, in Clone Wars season seven or whatever, like I like I was like like it was really good, like right. it was entertaining, even though that like a big part like of it I was something you didn't like. Yeah, it's sprang, like sort of you, you have to get over that and then go. All right, well, just reset, take it from here. Did you like this story? And you know, it was pretty good. But I um, will forever think that was. Very silly, but um, yeah. But anyway, that's a whole uh, other kettle of fish. But I am, um, you know, I'm pretty confident. You know, you're going to see some mythosaur riding, some moth giddying, right? And um, we're, we're going to get into some good stuff. But um, yeah, so but I am, I am concerned. Because because I'm also like, oh, there's going to be all these cool scenes, but I'm like, but what other jumps of trains will I have to? How many more Mandalorian children will have to take one for the team? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. How many more dinners will we have to have midway through our time-sensitive mission to save a child? The the that. Seemed like maybe a little more urgency was needed. Come on, Paz. Come on, buddy. Let's go. But uh, yeah, when you um, 
you, you did the uh, analogy of Walter. It was uh, uh, you're like, yeah, oh, I better have, better still have a soup before I go looking for him. No, nah, man, dude, Walter run. If Walter runs out my front door, and this happens occasionally, nothing gets done until I know that that dude is secure back in the house. Nothing gets done. I ain't having soup. I ain't making a campfire. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, I and I, I also hope by the end there's there's more people that are I can look up to in the series. Yeah, I'm sure. Because as, as I said, like apart from the 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 little guy that doesn't talk and Bo Katan, everyone else is deluded or evil. Yeah, I need Din to really get off of this being part of the Children of the Watch thing. Like, <clears throat> I hope that is the way they're taking it. I can't see how it wouldn't be. Well, yeah, I don't know. I just, because he's a dad, I'm just like, you want your child to wear this mask? Like, do you think that, like, I don't know, maybe he thinks it's dope wearing the mask. Like, I'm not sure, but, like, it doesn't, I don't know. I have a hard time reconciling reconciling that like wearing a mask all the time is a good thing. Right. This is the way. Mm-hmm. Remember Kuehl? He was a good dude. Yeah, man. Big ups to him. What a dude. Miss that guy. Mm-hmm. Miss that guy. Miss that time. That was a good... That was a good continuation. The, the whole, I think it was like seven and eight of season one. You had the cliffhanger with Kuehl, then it was no, yeah, followed up. Even though it was devastating, but um, with the IG eleven stuff, oof. yeah. Well, they um, they they that, that that was the thing about the first episode is um, it's like oh my god, they're they're rewriting the finale of two different seasons. Yeah, because there's still something to be done with IG-11, for sure. Yeah, I'm... Like, I'm. we're not going to talk about anything that... Uh, yeah, but I'm... I'm, I'm very apprehensive. <laughs> and I am very cautiously optimistic about the same thing. Um, like, yeah, it sounds like it could be wild, but, um, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm in a suspicious mood. Yeah, I get it. Oof. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, all right. I feel like how many, oh my God, this is two and a half hours, buddy. Two and a half hours. Wow. Well, is it okay if we put this up on the we'll put this on the public feed because my my feed is very sparse. Yeah, buddy. So I do um, whatever you need to do. Yeah. And then um, I'm actually what day is it today? Um. Well, for me, it is still Sunday. It's Sunday. Yeah. 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 Okay. So we've still got a couple more days. Um. Yeah. So I'm back in America. Um. On Friday. Okay. So. Oh, that just stressed me out just thinking about that. Um, but yeah, so we'll be back um, 
back to our weekly chats. Yeah, and we'll be we'll be on the same. It was very hard on different sides of the planet. Oh my god! Because when Hawes had his free time, that was when I had to get like that was the middle of our day. So oh, I sort of um. Or when Steele had his free time, I was dead ass asleep. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I think like I, I'm going to be staying up late for it. Um, for the rest of the season so you know if you have time after it airs this week we could try to do something if not we'll wait till you're back all righty wednesday night yeah I th- what am i doing i think i'm going bowling Whoa. no i'm playing mini golf mini golf mini golf i went bowling the other day actually because right. my um sister-in-law organizes the occasional fun event and we went for a bowl um Here's my theory with bowling, right? So, my my sister-in-law, so Jackie's sister's husband's little sister is really cool. She's, like, into skating and stuff. And um, we're um, always enjoy a chat. And we were at the bowling. And, and she's, like, 16 or 15 or something like that. Do you know what I mean? So, um... She wasn't doing very good at bowling. And um, I, and and honestly, I don't mean to brag, but was clearly winning out of everyone on these two lanes, right? Mm-hmm. And she said to me, she goes, oh, you're just like, like you're really good at it. And I said, "Do you have you played? And I said, oh, no, I just, and she goes, oh, I wish I was good at it straight away. And I said, oh, no, what a waste of natural talent. Like, what do you want to be good at? Like skateboarding or throwing a ball down a lane? Like, do you know what I mean? If you're going uh-huh. to be naturally talented at, at it, no offense to any bowlers out there, but it's like almost a curse. Like, right. Do you know what I mean? Like, what, like, it's sort of like you can only get so much natural talent. I don't want it at bowling. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like that's. I think that's a good point. So I said, I said it's sort of good that you're losing because it means you're naturally talented at something potentially that you might actually like doing. And she's like, oh, I've never thought about it like that. And I said, that's why. And then I went into this other whole thing where it's like, that's why I never enter games of chance unless the prize is life-changing. Because I don't want to use up my luck horse. Huh. Okay. I like that. So, like, say if there's, like, a like a shop or, you know, oh, you know, we're, you put your receipt in here and you'll win, like, a $100 voucher or something. Nah. I'm not using my luck up on that. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I, I want to use my luck when I just buy one of those randomized lottery tickets. And it's like, you know, so I feel like uh, maybe about $5,000. That's my, um, you got to have that as the prize. Okay. Before I, before I want to use up my luck. And I know the whole concept of using up your luck, like it's it probably statistically, like, like it's obviously not true. That's like the world does not issue with the amount of luck, but can you be sure it doesn't? Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know. I used to have this thing. I actually, I used to, I do it. I, I, do you want me, I'll tell you something uh-huh. like 
This is a big one, horse. Are okay. you ready? I'm this is so... good for everyone that's listened to two and a half hours. Uh-huh. I'm obsessed and have been for 30 years with constantly touching wood. Okay. If I see a piece of wood, like if I walk past a tree or a power pole or a windowsill or a table, I have to touch it for luck. Okay. I just touched. I'm doing it now. Because when I would skateboard, and I still skateboard, but I don't try things that... um Are dangerous? I, yeah, I don't like to... I, I, I choose my... Um, my uh, my launches into the air, very, very calculated risks. But um, what I would do if I was trying something and I would think about hurting myself, I developed this um, like, uh, not a, what's the opposite of a phobia? Like a, um, a charm. Uh, yeah, what would you call that? A superstition. Superstition, perfect. Um, I'd touch the top of my board, like the the nose of my board. I'd lean down and just touch the top of the board, like the nose. Mm -hmm. So it was like touch wood. And then my bad thoughts about getting hurt on that attempt of the trick would evaporate. Like I was, it was, because if you like think I might twist my ankle doing this and then you do it and you twist your ankle, you're like, I knew I jinxed myself. Yeah. So it was, it's, it was to reverse jinx. I would just tap the end of my board. So, um, and then I've followed that through in life. And if I ever have a bad thought about something, like something bad happening or anything, I'll like touch wood. And then if I'm in bed and I think of something and I like, like, cause at the moment it's a real concern because I'm staying in all these different beds and I have to like, know there's a wood some wood around me to touch if I have a bad thought while I'm going to sleep. And it can be um, paper. That's a wood product. Okay. Okay. Um, and when I was in my old car, it <laughs> when I was just turned 18, it had fake wood panels on the interior. Okay. And I, and I would say touch fake wood because I would acknowledge it's fake wood, but it would still give me the, um, the immunity power. Okay. All Do you right. think of me? How are you taking all this information? Are you looking at me differently now? Nah, buddy. No. No. Oh, really? I've, yeah. Some people have thought it's quite strange. But you'll, like, Jackie loves it. Like, she'll just see me like, walking up the street and she'll just, like, you know, if we're meeting, she'll just notice that I just reach out and touch, like, all the trees as I go past. Not like I don't lean over. I just, I, I do just, it. It's very, natural. Like, it's like I'm shop, like I'm doing it sort of like a shoplifter would like put something, you know, they're trying to look like they're not doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sort of maybe looks like that I'm recreating that um, dream sequence from gladiator, you know, where he's like got his hands in all the, uh, the field. He's feeling that, you know, when he's having those memories about mm-hmm. going to see his family or whatever. Remember the film gladiator? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. When he's yeah. running his hands through the wheat. That's you, but touching wood. Oh, I once um, watched a preview of The Force Awakens. 
just a few seats up from the gladiator himself, Russell Crowe. Nice. You know what I do? I have some superstitions. I had, well, I had a lucky shirt for the longest time. Golden boy. It Right? It was a lucky shirt. Uh, that luck got broken pretty hardcore last year, so it's no longer the lucky shirt. I no longer wear it. But for a couple of years, it was my lucky shirt. And, you know, it's one of those things, right? Like, oh, anytime I wear this shirt, something, something good happens, right? Well, it's probably only because I made that mental connection once, and then it just happened to happen a couple more times, you know? But that was my lucky shirt for a long time. Well, you, well, you do need to come up with these, because at the end of the day, we're just on this, like, rock in space, hurtling, yeah. and it's quite ter- So you have to... You know, we had to invent like TV and all these things, taste like to distract us from um, the terror that eventually we will die and um, become dust. So, mate, if you got your heavy lucky shirt, or you got to burn it, or I got to touch some wood, whatever, you know? whatever, buddy. I'm I am all about that weird kind of superstitious stuff. I do a lot of that, so I relate. The, um, I love you. Yeah, I love the. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm now now that I'm talking about it, I have to touch it even more. I, this is going to be really hard to get out. Of. This is this might uh, this might be it for me. Um, that's, I stopped listening when you started talking about your wood touching. Um, two hours and thirty minutes in. Um, all right, Hawes. All right, buddy. Feel, um, dude. I should have had my little Fitbit thing or something gone. So we see how many steps you got in while you're pacing around talking to me about Mandalorian. I've been walking the whole time. I've just I've been walking for two and a half hours in a what's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, five, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. In a fourteen foot space. Wow. I've just been going back and forth. Well, no, sit too. Dun, 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 <laughs> Brooklyn. Um, all right. So, yeah, we'll be back. Uh, we're going to put this one up as a uh, all access uh, chunk. You know how I feel now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I also I, I also get really uh, paranoid about that. You know, when I'm in a, the grumpy Star Wars mood, I'm going to bum people out and stuff. But I, I, I hope that I, um, you know, I, I clarified all my gripes with that, even though you might not be feeling it as the listener, that you can sort of go, oh, yeah, I see where he's coming from. Yeah. You know, yeah, maybe it doesn't bother you, but I think mm, I would say the your gripes make sense to me even if they don't all bother me in the same way so i think yeah like it's definitely not in like i didn't like it because it was a woman no no it was a woman um yeah type deal but um yeah i've had a absolute i wish i did measure how long i just walked um but i've had an awesome time and i feel invigorated good feel freed of my pain um, my fr- it's good to get it out. It's good, yeah. to, it's good to chat. I um, I'm, I'm I'm glad I I didn't go on a Twitter assault. This is far more productive for me. <laughs> uh, the um, yeah, but uh, 
the <laughs> um, I, I thought you could add for the next time you do the the man the Mandalorian review, um, like a siren for Steel once um, <laughs> when Will goes. Yeah, well, maybe it's the he went off to buy other things, and it's like, oh, we better push that. Uh oh, it's the, the gas leak uh, siren. The, the heart monitor. The warning siren that um, Pershing's hospital needed. <laughs> really? I want that on the podcast. That's ridiculous. Like, come on. <laughs> like, how does it not... How does... Like, it's a hospital, yeah? <laughs> yeah. A space hospital? You Like, nah. Come on. Come on. <laughs> like, how quick did he, like... Like, he just left. Yep. Like, he didn't even wait to see how it, like... Like, that's, that's again... I've, I've... I don't want to bring up Grey's Anatomy, but <laughs> that would not pass. That, that, that would not fly. I don't know any of the doctors' names in the show. I'd recognise them all by, like, face, but um, Doctor, that person, would not do that. They are very... Um, they, they, I've, 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 listen, I've filmed scenes where it's like montages of the doctors staring at the patient for days. Oh, really? They dim the lights because it's night and then it's daytime. And then someone comes in to say, how's it going? Get, get him down to grace. <laughs> Seattle, mate. Seattle healthcare. It's, um, it's an amazing thing. It's so funny inside the um, the set, which is amazing. It's like a full two story hospital. Um, all the posters on the wall are all like Seattle, like right. welcome to like it's it's really um, they're going hard on the on the Seattle. I I want to go into an actual hospital and see if it's got that much like local merchandise. I'll let you know because, next time I um, go into one. Well, I would, I would appreciate that, horse. Yeah, I, I hope. Back. I, I, I hope you. Um, yeah, there's, there's. You have way less opportunities to give me reports on that. Sure, I hope. As so, we buddy. all do. You got it, buddy. You got it. Mm, I hope so. Touching... I'm Mate. touching wood right now, bro. I'm touching some wood. I'm. I picked up a Dude, new one. All right. Look, um, this is this is how I'm licking the wood. Oh, well, well, that's it. That's that. It's all. It's all done now. That's all we need. That's that's the that's the jackpot right there. Yep. That's as um as much as my lifestyle will allow wood to enter me. You know what I'm saying? Fair enough. Um, bloody splinters though. That is the worst way. Yeah, not the best. When Harry got a splinter, oh. and I'm just like, I always have these like crazy flashbacks because he looks so much like me when I was a little kid. Like it triggers, like I have Grogu X flashbacks to my youth when getting, he does stuff. Getting splinters taken out of your hand. Oh, and just how traumatic it is. Yeah. Like I'm always like, I know this seems like the worst thing. You just have to, like, if you just stay still, we can help you, like. But, um, yeah, that's, that's, there's no luck in that. That is a bad, 
bad use of the superstition license this yep. winter. Yeah, that, that's when touch and wood goes too far. When touch um, and wood, which goes is a wrong. good, which is a good analogy for the um, the Star Wars references in the Mandalorian. <laughs> like, I like touch and wood, but I don't want splinters. Now that is so, a well, way to bring it full circle. Bang it. Bang it. Um, all right. Blue Harvest, um, one of my favorite podcasts of all time. Go listen to it. Oh, and uh, Tuesday, the 28th of March, we got a, a, a special bonus episode coming out with my mom. Ah, awesome. Yeah. Um, and then what are you discussing? Uh, so we took, uh, I took questions from the patrons, from the Blue Harvest patrons, and uh, I, I get her feelings on Mandalorian and Bad Batch so far. Oh my God, sorry. My wife has just messaged me, and I was quite scared for a second. She just messaged me. <laughs> she wrote steel with a full stop, right, first message. So it seems like, oh my God, this is something bad. Because, like, I already know my name. Right. So why is she establishing that? Next message. I'm going to watch Succession. Next message. But I will watch it again with you. Next message. And I'll probably fall asleep anyway. Next message. So it's fine. That's pretty funny. I mean, I thought, like, with a steel, I yep. was just like, oh, no. Like, it's like, did a pterodactyl eat our child? Like, um, something bad happened. But no, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, I'm in this I'm, I'm in this season of Succession Halls. I you know. That? I do know that. You were very excited. Financial reporter. Nice. Looking into the, uh, when, uh, yeah, whenever they have, um, they have a shareholders meeting in California at the Waystar Cinema Group's thing, which is just the Warner Brothers um, front of house with rebadged. And uh, you will see a mushroom-headed uh, financial reporter briskly walking across the street. There he is. Back again. There, there he is. I would be interested... Can I add a question to your... Uh, have you recorded the podcast yet with your mom? Yes, I have. But we're going to okay. do another well, one sometime. Okay, my question is, if she listened to this, am I crazy? That I just want her her view of uh, how I'm doing. Okay, I'll definitely... I'll, uh, right, the, 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 all, the, all the gripes about the show, my, my table licking, the whole schmozzle. I almost guarantee you that I'll have a an answer for you within 24 hours because she will listen excellent all right good to know good to know um that said i don't know whether i uh, should take a mental diagnosis from someone that watched every bit of star wars media in under about a month (laughs) she tore uh, through it dude the clone wars (laughs) yep and and so just as a spoiler right so I ask her, hey, if if you could see any 
show or movie about now that you've seen all of Star Wars about any character, who would it be? Right? And I was expecting, you know, like um and not that this is a bad character, but you know, like maybe somebody a little more, you know, a list Star Wars character. Her answer was Gunji, the Wookiee. Like my mom went with a deep cut answer. I said, it's got her. I said, it's got her. She's making deep cuts. She's, that would be like, you know, if you ask Corey and he'd name off some clone that was in an episode or two, you know, Gunji, the Wookiee Jedi. Gunji's the, yeah, the Wookiee Jedi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, um, yeah, that, that, um, I, I, I could tell you who Gunji was, but I wouldn't have been able to tell you their name was Gunji. No, oh, okay. I like gotcha. when when you say Gunji, I'm like, oh yeah, the Wookiee Jedi. But if someone said, "What's the Wookiee, Wookiee Jedi's name?" I don't know. Servo. So um, but maybe she'll uh, maybe she'll ingrain it in my uh, yeah, I think she my might. Head. All right, I I look forward to that that bonus episode. Um, and yeah, thanks for chatting. Yeah, but um. A, a, a wondrous time and I feel like after all this walking I could uh, calories have been burned enough that uh, we can tuck into a bit of rosebud fish and chips oh mate. do it buddy do it for me Woo! <laughs> yeah tater cakes <laughs> um, alright thanks for listening everyone sorry if um, I'm nuts but uh here we are. This is the hole we have dug. Don't go to the other paddock. No. Stay by this hole. I'll try to fill in the sand. Mm-hmm. And then we'll all get together when the season is over, and we're all like, "Okay, they we they they pulled it. You know, they they pulled it all together, and we'll all touch some wood together." Wood. I do think, though, you know, I'm, I'm, it, although that book of Boba Fett finale was shocking. <laughs> I was so happy for a second and then I was like, wait. That's, <laughs> that's what made me laugh was the turnaround. Oh yeah, I think that oh, although <laughs> We'll see you guys soon. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.